Hi, I'm Susie Scott, Editorial at the Treasury Today Group. I recently attended the Effective Finance and Treasury in Africa conference run by Eurofinance, where I caught up with Bahani Lungwane, Regional Head of Trade and Working Capital at ABSA Group, to discuss the African continental free trade area. Hi Bahani, so lovely to catch up with you. Hi, uh, good to catch up with you, thank you very much. So why don't we start just by outlining just what the free trade area is actually trying to achieve from a business perspective. I think um, we'll, maybe let's take it back to the beginning. So the free trade area, uh, it's part of um, Agenda 2063 of the EU, which main objective um, is to make sure that it creates a single market for Africa, it increases intra-Africa trade within the continent, and increases the competitiveness of the African economies. So essentially, it's trying to broaden and deepen the market for Africa. Excellent. So then what does the free trade area mean for treasuries currently in Africa and for those seeking to actually enter the continent? So I suppose there are multiple layers in terms of what the free trade area means for treasuries. But the first one is actually a very simple one, is that uh, the free trade area uh, phase one of the free trade area, which is trade of goods and services, involves the uh, implementation of zero tariffs on 90% of goods and services traded within the continent. So essentially, if you are a, an international corporate that operates in the continent um, and you've got multiple operations across multiple jurisdictions, from a treasurer's perspective, all of a sudden you've got more money in your in your in your cash. Uh, 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 in your, in, your, in your cash position because what happens is that all of a sudden all of these goods whether it's work in progress or finished goods that was going in you know across borders uh, for one reason or the other whether it is to your suppliers whether it is so whether it is your buyers or your partners or whether it's intra-company which would have been taxed um, you know different uh, taxes applicable across multiple jurisdictions will as soon as we go live be at zero tariffs that's the majority of the goods so you know, the first impact is you, as as a as a treasurer, you're sitting in a situation where a lot of what you would have had to pay from a tariffs or tax perspective, you wouldn't be paying. So you've got more money to play with. That's the first impact. The second one is uh, it's 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 interesting because part of what uh, the free trade area will result in, amongst other things, it's the development of the regional value chains as 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 it becomes more cost-efficient and competitive for some of the smaller countries and other countries to start producing um, and trading in goods and services, what that means is that you have more regional value chains that come up. And what that then uh, implies that we need to scale up on infrastructure. And scaling up on infrastructure speaks to one, physical infrastructure, to digital infrastructure, very important, because one of the biggest issues that we hear about, the treasurers complain about, is do I have visibility of my cash position? Can I actually make payment? Can I repatriate the funds? And, and a lot of that, it's actually anchored around, do we have the digital infrastructure to be able to build the necessary platforms and cross-border payment solutions to respond to these things. So, so regional value chains generate uh, a need for infrastructure, one, uh, both physical and digital. And digital is quite key 
for us to start, for many players to start providing the right kind of solutions in terms of cross-border payments and just generally the management of funds. The, the other thing which is quite important, it's actually the standardization of the regulations because part of the problem you're sitting with is you've got multiple regulatory frameworks across the continent and, and part of the free trade agreement aims to make sure that not only are we standardizing uh, infrastructure, not only are we standardizing policy, which is important, is there are aspects of policies that are actually quite key in terms of both visibility of funds, movement of funds, and anything that has to do with, with funds. So essentially, the standardization of regulations as part of the free trade agreement it's a key interest, I would believe, for Treasury. So I'd imagine that um, that will be a key um, um, you know, interest for various treasurers, for international corporates and all corporates that operate in the continent. What challenges can treasurers expect to actually face when aligning with the free trade area requirements? Um, how might they be tackled? Look, so whilst the free trade area goes live on the 1st of July, we still are in a, we'll still be in an environment where you still have um, uh, high levels of non-tariff barriers, right? Because one of the issues about, or one of the pain points, I believe, for treasurers, it's, it's the hidden costs that actually are part of the non-tariff barriers. So how long it takes us to do things, how long it takes to, you know, how, how, how expensive it is for us to make payments, how long it takes for us to make payments, how long it takes for us to, to deliver goods and the costs that come with that in terms of goods and services. And I think, so, so one of the key, I suppose, primary issue, um, and to an extent, it's a key driver, will be a key driver of whether we are successful or Africa is successful in implementing, uh, non, you know, implementing the free trade area, is the reduction of non-tariff barriers. Because at the end of the day, in actual fact, non-tariff barriers can be a bigger economic cost for customers than even actually tariffs, right? So, so, so I would imagine that uh, one of the things that, if I was a treasurer, would interest me a lot is how much progress we make on non-tariff barriers, so that I can we can remove a lot of inefficiencies in the process of, you know, moving and delivering goods, moving and delivering cash that are there on account of non-tariff barriers. What the AU has done in that respect, by the way, which is quite commendable, it's they've already you know, put, put, uh, put in place an online tool that allows people to track, for, firstly to register and track and monitor a whole lot of their experiences with non-tariff barriers and bring this to the attention of regulators, governments, and, and, and the AU itself, so that they start to be dealt with in a systematic way. So I think that would be a key concern, but, but I, I do think that there's sufficient work that is being done around that to, to make sure that um, you know, there's a gradual reduction of non-tariff barriers. So how can treasurers best leverage its advantages? I think treasurers, um, one of the things that um, we have seen, and we as a bank have seen this, is that the AU had been out there, you know, putting together this free trade agreement, um, a free trade area agreement. But I, th we th I think what is key is the involvement of the private sector. Now, there is a private sector initiative that is being run, but I think most of the treasurers that are operating in the continent, that have entities that operate in the continent, need to raise their voices to make sure that 
their requirements um, and, and, and their demands are actually being taken into consideration as we, you know, as, as a lot of more refinement is happening in the free trade area. So, so my view is that wherever we are operating, the engagement with the regulators, engagement with the central bank, enge engagement with the trade and industry departments and all of that will be quite key to make sure that all these issues that keep being raised around, you know, cash entrapment and, and you know, uh, inability to view my cash position across multiple jurisdictions and many other concerns that actually are at the, at the you know, are pain points for the, for the treasurers need to be brought to the fore at the level, at the working level of the, of the commission at the working level of the secretariat. A lot of us, um, and, and, and by the way, even sitting here, I've put in a lot of, uh, of facts so that we can go back uh, because we're working through uh, a representative that sits in the, in the private initiative, that in actual fact, uh, there's a need to make sure that we, 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 we encapsulate and we have all of these considerations on the table so that there is a realistic, uh, practical uh, benefit that treasurers and therefore international corporates will see as the free trade agreement comes live and therefore we can attract more, even more international corporates to come in and, and open shop in, in the African continent. So that was Bahani Hlungwane, Regional Head of Trade and Working Capital at ABSA Group. I'm Susie Scott. Thank you for the listening and we hope you've enjoyed this podcast brought to you by the Treasury Today Group. Be sure to subscribe so you can be the first to hear when new episodes come out. 